they say first you learn to read and then you read to learn. I have to say books have saved me over and over and over and over and over again. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. So I want to share some of my favorite book recommendations with you. When I was at my most negative, my most unhappy in 2014, 2013, I finally reached that place where I just, I couldn't be that negative anymore. I was the most negative person I knew. I gossiped. I uh, I was going to say talk about people behind their backs. That's the same thing as gossip. But I did a bunch of that. Uh, even if something good happened, I waited for the other shoe to drop. I could point out how that good thing was actually a bad thing in disguise. I was just miserable all the time. And I was miserable to be around. You know, misery loves company. And my husband sat me down and he said, you can't keep being so negative, which I took really well. I did not take it well. <laughs> I moaned, I cried, I, I told him he didn't understand. And um, then I thought about it. <laughs> then I realized, you know, he was right. I had already known I was that negative, but it, it felt like it was so much turmoil, turmoil inside myself. It felt like Maybe it wasn't spilling over to other people, but it clearly, it clearly was. He has no, no recollection of this, by the way. One of the most important things and best things anybody has ever done with me, and he doesn't remember doing it at all. But anyway, at the end of 2014, I'm generally, I'm, I'm not really a New Year's resolution person, uh, but that year I did, I decided December 31st, 2014, that I was going to become a positive person. I was going to kill off negative Mel. I was going to be, become a positive person. I had no idea how I was going to do it. None. And um, then I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. I cried because I was mourning negative Mel. I was mourning the person I was grieving for the person that I had been, that I was going to have to kill off. I couldn't be negative Mel and positive Mel at the same time. And anyway, it only took about a week. I probably, if I look at my, my Amazon uh, purchase records, I probably bought this book, um, this, this audio book, The Miracle Morning. That's the first audio book that I bought after that decision. And even though I no longer um, necessarily, my, my beliefs no longer align perfectly with what I learned in the miracle morning, that book still saved me. That book still taught me how to create a morning routine, which is what I needed to start climbing out of my pit of negativity. I needed to learn a gratitude practice. I needed to start meditating. I needed to spend time in prayer. I needed to exercise. What? Heaven forbid. So that book saved me. A book saved me. And ultimately, that's why I wrote Becoming Future You, my book, was because I know that when you make a real deal decision, 
that you're going to make a change, sometimes things get a lot worse all of a sudden. But I also know that the universe starts to bring into your life the things that you need. So for me, what I needed was a book. It also started to um, bring into my life people who would lift me up and help me because at that point in time, I really, I didn't feel like I had anybody in my life who was going to support me, but that was just my very limited mindset talking because I, I just told you, my husband told me I couldn't be so negative. So doesn't it seem like he would support me in being positive? Yes, of course he would. But I was so negative and limiting in my viewpoint that, that I wouldn't have even listed him as somebody who would have supported me. That was my limitation, right? When really there, there were people in my life who, who would embrace that new version of Mel. There were just a lot of people who also wouldn't. When I told my best friend that I was going to become a positive person, she said, I don't want you to. I want you to stay my negative snarky friend. But that just goes to show you that the people have brought closest in my life embraced the kind of person that I was. And that was negative, gossipy, not, not, not at all like I am now. And so a book saved me. That's why I wrote Becoming Future You, which by the way, you can get a copy of at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book. I wrote that book for you. A book saved me, and I'm hoping that Becoming Future You comes into your life at just the right time, and I say something in a particular way that you need to hear. It's a book about figuring out what you want. You don't have to already know what you want. You don't have to already have defined your version of a meaningful life. That's what the book will help you do, because I promise you, it's not too late, and every single person deserves to live a meaningful life. So let's talk about some of my favorites that inspired me and have totally changed the way I worked and that I've read since I started my journey in 2015, which was a long time ago now. Okay, so first up, since we're talking about being so negative and gossiping, um, The Four Agreements. I probably read this book in the first year that I started trying to be a more positive person. The Four Agreements, a Toltec wisdom book by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a practical guide to personal freedom. The Four Agreements is the kind of book, it's small. It's only like 133 pages. It's the kind of book that you only want to read a couple of pages. I have highlighted so many things in this book. There's so many things that I have highlighted. But one of the most important things I learned from this was to stop taking everything so personally because at the time that I was negative Mel, I pretty much took everything personally. I assumed everyone meant negative, uh, was sending negative energy my way. I, I kind of had this big chip on my shoulder. So I was making all kinds of assumptions. I was taking everything really personally, which is exhausting right? It's exhausting to think that the way other people treat you has everything to do with you. That's not true. The way other people treat you has mostly to do with them and almost nothing to do with you. And according to this book, it's got nothing to do with you. One of the things, one of the other things that I learned in this book, speaking of gossip, is be impeccable with your word. That's the first agreement. Be impeccable with your word. And what the author means with that, he describes how your words have power. 
words have incredible power, which we know. But when you use negative words, when you gossip, you're spreading your negativity and your words like poison. You're poisoning other people's minds with your nasty words. And when I started thinking of how I could be actively doing harm with my words, because the nature of gossip is that you're talking about someone behind their back, right? So you're like, it's not really hurting them with what they don't know won't hurt them, right? When I started thinking about how I was poisoning that other person's mind with my negativity, even if it was the friend that I was talking to, I was poisoning her mind against the friend I was talking about. So that's the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. If you struggle with any of the things I was talking about, gossiping, taking everything personally, always assuming the worst, make sure you check that one out. It's an easy, easy read. And it's perfect for like reading before some morning journaling. It's, it's basically one gigantic journaling prompt. And keep your highlighter close by and also make sure that you get a print copy. I lost my train of thought. I was looking at my highlights. Make sure you get a print copy. So that's the four agreements. Next up, when we talk about becoming future you, we know that it's a lot of work right? Not more work than you're doing now, just more intentional work. That's one of the main points I try to hit in the book. It's not more work than you're doing now. It's just about being more efficient and more intentional with the work you're already doing. So one of the best books I have ever read that helped me improve my focus and productivity and efficiency is called Manage Your Day Today. It's edited by Jocelyn K. Gly. So it's manage your day today, build your routine, find your focus, and sharpen your creative mind. So this is a collection of essays from a lot of really fantastic authors, people like Gretchen Rubin, Seth Godin, Leo Babuta, who has um, Zen Habits is his website, Cal Newport, who wrote Deep Work, which is one of my favorites. One of the most important things that I learned from this book is create before you consume. You've heard me say it before. Um, I'm not sure if uh, I think that's my interpretation of how they said it, but create before you consume. So if you have something creative you want to do, then don't get up in the morning and immediately start reacting. Don't get up in the morning and immediately check your email or check Facebook or check Instagram or check the news. You guys, if you want to do something creative and beautiful and use your creative spirit, you can't immediately start the day with checking things. Okay? You can't immediately start the day with input, 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 input. Well, what do you think that does to your creativity? Do you feel more creative or less creative after you've read 10 negative news articles? I mean, I feel like getting back in bed when I do that. I definitely don't feel like getting out of bed and working out or getting out of bed and working on my book. So that's manage your day-to-day, -day, build your routine, find your focus, and sharpen your creative mind, edited by Jocelyn K. Gly. So many good topics in this one. Highly, highly recommend it. Next, thinking about productivity and how we work. 
Smarter, Faster, Better by Charles Duhigg. He is also the author of The Power of Habit. Smarter, Faster, Better by Charles Duhigg. This guy, man, I always thought that nonfiction was boring. That was silly. That was silly. I just hadn't read any of the correct. I hadn't read any nonfiction that engaged me, I guess. Not correct. Um, but this guy writes nonfiction page turners that will teach you how your brain works, how your ability to focus works, while using these incredible stories that makes his teaching stick in your mind. Like you'll be learning about cognitive tunneling and, and worried about whether or not that plane is going to crash. And why does the pilot keep going up when clearly they need to go down? This is so upsetting. And then all of a sudden, he leaves you hanging on that story. And in the next chapter, you go into a high stakes poker game. Or you go into a story about somebody sleepwalking. Don't worry, he wraps up all the points. It's not like just a bunch of cliffhangers. But he writes it in a way that keeps you turning the pages and keeps you thinking and keeps you hanging on to those different principles. Like one of the most important things I learned about how I work and how my brain works is I need to manipulate data in order to put it into my mind. So there are tons of apps and things out there that will track your time based on, you know, whether you have a browser open, whether you have social media open, um, your phone does it automatically. Um, there's so many apps out there that will just generate reports for you at this point. Those reports basically mean nothing to me. As somebody who has freelanced for a really long time and, and always had to track her billable hours, I keep all these spreadsheets and things. It's in manipulating the spreadsheets. It's in punching my time clock that I start to think, okay, but why am I spending so long on email? And, and can I change that? And why does this one particular project seem to take so much less time when this other similar project takes more time? He uses an example talking about Cincinnati public schools and talking about the teachers manipulating data, tracking the students' progress and how tracking the data and literally having to manipulate it, literally writing it down, is what gives their brains time to think about solutions. So that was a major change I made. I just embraced my spreadsheets and I stopped feeling bad about not using any of those apps because I know I have to manipulate the data to think about it. If you just give me the totals, it'll mean nothing to me. So that's Smarter, Faster, Better by Charles Duhigg. Next up, speaking of how you work and what works for you, The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Oh my gosh. I love this book so hard. I love this book so hard. I think I've listened to it at least twice and I have this print copy so that I can flip through and highlight things. But... The setup of the four tendencies is basically that there are four different personality types in how you respond to expectation of others. So the upholder is the rule follower. These are the rules. I follow the rules. Um, an example of a rule follower, an upholder from fiction, would be Hermione Granger in Harry Potter. She was the one who said, you know, we could be killed or worse, expelled. You know, 
That's Hermione. She wanted to follow the rules all the time. The next tendency is the obliger. Okay, so the upholder can be, they can motivate themselves internally or somebody else can set a rule or assign something to them and they can be motivated externally. So internally or externally, that's the upholder. The obliger, the obliger is the kind of person who could run every day when they were on the track team in high school, showed up at practice, really excelled. But after high school, when nobody's making them run, they can't make themselves do it. So the obligers require external motivation to get things done. They require external pressure. The questioner, the questioner has to make something internally meaningful in order to be motivated. So it's not that the boss can just come say, hey, Mel, you need to do this thing. Or it's not just that I can tell myself, hey, Mel, you need to do this thing. In case you're not picking this up, I'm a questioner. I have to make it internally meaningful. Mel, you need to do this thing because it's going to help this other person. Mel, you need to write your book because it's going to help all these different people. Mel, you need to exercise because you're going to feel better as soon as the workout's over and it's going to keep you healthier over the long term. I have to know why it matters. I will not do it. And then the last tendency is the one that I tip towards. Last tendency is rebel. So the rebel's motto is I can't is you can't make me and neither can I. The rebel struggles to motivate themselves internally and they struggle to they they absolutely reject being told what to do. So the rebels that I've worked with, first of all, rebels, there's plenty of hope for you still. Read this book. But the rebels that I've worked with as coaching clients or students in Unlock Your Five Star Future, they've needed me to say things like, well, a lot of students have found that if they do this worksheet, it really changes the way they look at how they spend their time. But it's totally up to you whether you want to do it or not. Okay, so that's the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. I send everyone, even if you don't want to read the book, go to the fourtendencies.com or gretchenrubin.com. Probably both or either will work. And take the quiz. Take the four tendencies quiz. I learned so much about myself and my family. I make everybody take it because it helps me know how to talk to them. So my husband is an upholder and he's the kind of person, he's very punctual like even early, like annoyingly early. <laughs> He's always waiting in the car on me because I'm like, mm, according to my watch, we still have three minutes before we need to leave. And I'm pretty sure I can unload the dishwasher in that three minutes. And then of course we're late because I, I couldn't unload the dishwasher in three minutes. That's one of the things I'm working on, understanding. I can't unload the dishwasher in three minutes. Just be three minutes early, Mel, it's fine. Um, so it helps me understand him. It helps me understand other members of my family if I know that they're an obliger and I'm thinking like, why are you doing that thing? It just does. It doesn't even matter to me. Oh, they're doing it because they feel obligated to this other person. If you're an obliger, by the way, accountability buddies works great for you. So take the quiz. I hope I hope that I convinced you. But the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, go take the quiz, read the book. It, it'll change your life, really. It'll change how you work on your own, and it'll change how you interact with the other people in your life.
Last but not least, one of my favorite, favorite authors, Jen Sincero. So You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. She has a whole You Are a Badass series. You know how sometimes you read a book and even if you've heard those things before, the book finds you at just the right time. Just like when I was talking about the one about the morning routine. Jen Sincero's books had been out for years when I found them. And they hit me at just the right time. She was saying things in just the right way that I needed to hear. One of the most important things that You Are a Badass at Making Money helped me with was my scarcity mindset. So having grown up in a blue-collar family, in a rural area of the country where, or, or with grandparents who had survived the Great Depression, I really had a mindset of, I got to hold on to this thing because I might need it in the future. And I don't know if I'll, I'll ever get it back. I don't know if I'll ever have enough money to replace it. So for me, it really manifested in clutter in my house. I have been working on decluttering for a while and it, it makes my house feel better and better and better and better. And it's, it's a physical manifestation of me working on my scarcity mindset and understanding like, I'm going to let this thing go. I'm going to let it bring joy to somebody else. I'm going to let somebody else who's actually going to use it enjoy this crock pot. Why do I need two? I don't need two crock pots. I'm going to let the one go and let it be donated and let somebody else use it. Because if I ever need two crock pots, I'll borrow one from somebody else or I'll, I'll buy another one. So that is You Are a Badass and Making Money. There's a, you know, obviously with the title, there's a lot in there about money mindset. And so if you don't have as much money as you want to, then you have some things that you can work on to improve that situation. I highly recommend You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. So that is five books. That's five books that I have read, each of them multiple times. So these are not just like passing recommendations. I just found it, skimmed it, and now I'm telling you to read it. No, those are five books I have read multiple, multiple times. Love them all. They have helped me in different ways, but especially with focus, productivity, and doing the work to become the version of future Mel that I want to be. So you are on your own journey to become five-star future you. Whatever that looks like for you, remember it's totally your definition. And if you're struggling with your definition, make sure you go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start and download the free starter guide, which will help start jiggling ideas loose and, and help you start creating a vision for what future you is like. But if any of those books, if any of, of what I was talking about resonated with you, go grab that book and read it. Okay, because that was a little ding, ding, ding trigger for you to say, oh, you know what? I would like to be more productive. Oh, you know what? That thing, I think I might be an obliger and I would like to find out how to make that work for you, for me. All right. Hope that helps. Go, go get some reading done. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode 
and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.